This is Theology and Current Events, TCE, number 43, Held in Slavery. I wanted to start with something we can all agree with, and it's a very simple sentence. It's this, man is meant to be free. Now, on top of this, all Christians out there listening would agree with St. Paul that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In light of this, I'm going to talk, I'm going to call this talk another line from St. Paul, held in slavery by their fear of death. That's the name of this talk, held in slavery by their fear of death, and it's right from Hebrews 2.15. So today we're going to talk a lot about freedom versus slavery, life versus death, and God versus Satan. Let's start with some definitions that even the non-Christian allies out there will agree with. First, license is having the ability to do whatever you want. Two, freedom is having the ability to do the right thing. And three, slavery is not having the ability to do what you want. Now, at least it used to be 2,000 years ago that Christian slaves, maybe they couldn't do what they wanted, but they always had the freedom to do the right thing. Slavery today is very different. Agape International, that is an evangelical non-Catholic organization that serves trafficked children in Cambodia, they point out that there are now 40 million slaves in the world. That is all ages and all forms of slavery. 40 million slaves in the world today. That's greater than there was in the transatlantic slave trade. Of those 40 million, 12% of those are sex slaves exclusively. Many of the other numbers probably have that horrible work on the side. And then 33% of those 40 million slaves are children. And 99% of those 40 million slaves are females. How are those 40 million slaves, both the labor slaves and the sex slaves, kept in control? It's not by handcuffs like Christian slaves 2,000 years ago, but by pharmacological and chemical chains, as well as emotional manipulation. And this is why the slaves today are kept not only from doing what they want, but frequently they are kept from doing the right thing, something very different from slavery 2,000 years ago. Now, anybody like myself who's been involved in the anti-trafficking world knows that chemical bonds frequently are pharmacological. So you have to wonder why the enemy of human nature, that is Satan, wants the entire human race enslaved through pharmacology. Now you can probably see why I gave that intro on more slaves today than the trans transatlantic slave trade to a health freedom summit discussion. Now, I'm not saying that anybody who took the vaccine is going to end up a slave to the government, but... The connection on coercion cannot be overlooked. As you all know, since the unjust government lockdowns began, we are taking, or many people I should say, are taking these experimental government injections. And what are those things used for? They are used to control and manipulate humanity. We're going to come back to all that, so put all that on the back burner. I want to talk about something very specific to Catholics, but I think non-Catholics will find this pretty interesting. You know, in 1917, the Mother of God appeared in a small town of Fatima, Portugal, to three small shepherd children. Remember, 1917, World War, World War I had just ended, and then Mary, the Mother of God, when she appeared to these kids, she predicted World War II, and she showed many souls going to hell. These children had to see that in this vision. Well, Mary called the world to repent. Many people in that town, even Catholic priests and bishops there in Portugal, they didn't believe what these kids had said. God vindicated these kids by a miracle that was seen by more people than any miracle since the parting of the Red Sea. You see, on the 13th of October, 1917, tens of thousands of people gathered in this small town of Fatima to see what these kids said Mary said would happen, namely 
the dancing of the sun in the sky. And that's exactly what thousands and thousands of people saw. One person said they saw the sun spin around in a mad whirl as it changed colors and seemed to be crashing into the people and going back up into the sky. This is known as the miracle of the sun dancing. Now, if you're not Catholic, this might sound a little bit too fantastical for you, but consider that the communist atheist paper of Portugal at the time, called Useculo, they were there and they confirmed that they saw the same dancing of the sun. Communist atheists saw the same thing in 1917. Now, why am I bringing this up right after talking about slavery, sex slavery, and as we look at what we promised to talk about, the pharmacology of this health summit? Well, we have to really understand communism as atheism and why this is so opposed to the freedom that God has set up for man. Communism is important here because Mary talked about this to the shepherd children in 1917, if you can believe it. This was the same year the Bolshevik Revolution happened, but it happened before that. So how in the world could they have predicted this? These three kids that probably couldn't even point out Russia on a map. Mary was God's messenger in this, and she warned that God would punish the world in three ways, by war, by hunger, and by persecution of the church. But there was a solution to this directly from God, and Mary said, quote, To prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, end quote. Okay, fast forward 100 years later. Was this ever done? Was Russia consecrated by a pope and all the bishops, as Mary had asked, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Specifically, Russia was to be consecrated by the pope and all the bishops of the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Well, Pope Pius XII did this in the late 40s, but without the bishops. And then Pope John Paul II did this, but he didn't specifically mention Russia. Most traditional Catholics would therefore say this was never done. So what did Mary say would be done if the Pope and the bishops of the world did not consecrate Russia itself specifically to her Immaculate Heart? Listen closely, because these are Mary's words, not mine. Quote, Russia will spread its errors throughout the world, raising up wars and persecutions of the church. Again, Russia will spread her errors throughout the world, raising up wars and persecutions of the church. So what are the errors of Russia? These are not just concrete buildings or olive uniforms or fixed wages. The central part of Russia's errors is this. It's the replacement of the notion that man is directed by God, and they replace that with man-directing man. In other words, the error of Russia is specifically man controlling man without any reference to God. So now let's go back to those three definitions I just gave you. License is having the ability to do whatever you want. Freedom is having the ability to do the right thing. And slavery is not having the ability to do either. Does this sound like freedom? No, because Marxism's official religion is atheism and nothing else can be allowed that allows a moral system that's based in God. In fact, you can even ask yourself, does this even sound like license to have Marxism, having the ability to do whatever you want? No, it's not even license because old school hippies or classic liberals would recognize that the errors of Russia don't even allow you to do what you want. Why? Because Marxism always includes coercion. And for this reason, it is slavery. Now, granted, the first version of Marxism, it uses the materialistic dialectic of economics. But here's the thing. The current version of Marxism is using the materialistic dialectic of medicine and more specifically pharmacology to keep man controlling man. 
So medical slavery is medical communism. Now, I frequently use this term, health communism, but I fear that when I say health communism, people think I'm talking about socialized medicine. I'm not. When I use the term health communism, I mean that medicine has become the pretext for man enslaving man using chemical bonds of coercion. There was a child and family psychiatrist out of Los Angeles named Dr. Mark McDonald, MD, and he was on my podcast earlier. On another person's podcast, he pointed out that you cannot control a society if it is joyful and fearless. On the other hand, the only thing needed to make a society live under control is to first make it live in fear. That's why he wrote a book called United States of Fear. You cannot control a society unless you first make it live in fear. Well, amazingly, the cause of fear that finally, after climate change worries and all the things they threw at us, finally, the globalists got a foothold in 2020 by getting us to fear a virus. Yeah, it's a real virus. But the same people who drummed up the fear also allegedly had a solution. Well, this is where health communism comes on the scene. Again, not socialized medicine, but when medicine becomes the pretext for man enslaving man using chemical bonds of coercion and fear. People are now held in slavery by their fear of death, as we read in Hebrews 2.15. And this is everything that God, through Mary appearing in 1917, warned about, that people would no longer fear God, but they would fear man. And 100 years ago, this was the materialistic dialectic of economics. Now it is mostly medicine, as well as misinformation that we are constantly fed for the next manufactured crisis. It's all pretty ironic since people in the university system describe medieval Catholics as three things, uneducated, authoritarian, and superstitious. But you know, medieval Catholics spoke several languages and had entire books memorized. Also, medieval Catholics would drive out bad bishops out of their town, so they clearly can't be called too based in authoritarianism if they expected their bishops to lead them strongly. In fact, as I put on Twitter a couple years ago, many Americans today driving around in their cars with a mask on are the same people who thought medieval Catholics were superstitious 500 years ago. Of course, no Catholics 500 years ago would go around in their cart during a time of a flu with a 99.92% survival rate with a superstitious mask on their face. So we are really living in the most superstitious times ever. They're not based in science and they're not based in religion. That's why it's superstition. Now, if you read Thomas Wood's book called How the Catholic Church Built Western Civilization, you will see that faithful Catholics were always those who were on the cutting edge of science. And this is one reason why this dovetails with living a joyful and free society. But the very people today who claim to be pitting their own science against religion have neither science nor religion. They are feeding us lies that can be called nothing short of superstition. In Marxism, God is not allowed in the hearts or minds of men because the goal is for man to control man with no freedom allowed. And I want to get back to this idea of health communism. Again, again, that very thing that we have only seen the past few years that uses medicine as a pretext for man enslaving man using chemical bonds of coercion and fear. And you're correct if you've already connected this somewhat to the modern sex slavery that we see. It's not exactly the same thing, but we do notice Satan wants to enslave man through two things. Emotional manipulation which is tantamount at the global level to all of the misinformation at the, um, in mainstream media, and to pharmacological bonds, which obviously anybody that took the vaccine, this is not as serious as what children across the globe are undergoing that keep them in control in their slavery. But it's interesting Satan's using the same thing 
in both of these things. Now, again, as I said, Marxism's official religion is atheism. That's in the books. That's not my suspicions. Atheism comes from Satan, and we must remember that Satan is a fallen angel who very much knows, I was going to say believes, but Satan knows that God exists. Satan knows that God has created man, and Satan doesn't just want to erase the notion of creation from man's heart, but he even wants himself to replace it, or as a second best, for man to think that he can replace God as the creator. Many of you saw this clip that I'm going to show you from 2018 World Economic Forum. It surfaced only recently in 2022, but as you watch it again, I want you to think of what I just said, that Marxism is tantamount to Satanism because both want Satan to replace God as the creator, or at least man to replace God as the creator and director of mankind. Also, notice the face of our Lord Jesus Christ in the background of this World Economic Forum conference in the first 30 seconds, timestamp 16 to be specific. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens. Because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need in order to hack a human being? You need two things. You need a lot of computing power, and you need a lot of data, especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design. So is it an exaggeration to say that clip you just saw is Satanism? Well, what you can find on Satanic statues today, as well as the arm of J.K. Rowling, is a Latin phrase, solve et coagula. Their motto in modern Satanism is solve et coagula, which means dissolve and re-coagulate, or destroy and build back better. Build back better is the key to the World Economic Forum's notion of the Great Reset. But you have to remember, people following this godless notion of enslaving man, they will never build back anything, meaning their true motto is solve, that is, only destroy. This is what the World Economic Forum and those who are behind the Great Reset, their only goal is to destroy. Population control, probably, but definitely to control. Now, men and women in our hearts are naturally religious. But what I have found is that when people reject Christianity, they don't stop being religious. They just move in a totally different direction, but they stay just as fervent. And that's what you just saw in that clip. And then in this sense, even medicine begins to exist for destruction. Now remember that injection that was made a couple years ago, that was nearly forced upon us 
And let's not forget, this was made with aborted babies. It was supposed to keep death away from us. Is this really something we should have trusted as believers? As my friend's wife always says, do you really think God who died on a cross for our sins would offer us an abortion-tainted medicine to save us? But This is how the idolatry of the worship of fertility gods and the gods of death always happened in the history of the world in ancient pagan days. It's just amazing that it's now popping its head up at the global level. Basically, you sacrifice to the very thing that you're afraid of, and then here's the thing, it never even works in the end. My friend texted me about a year ago as we were watching all of this. He said, I've been thinking, perhaps Corona is just worship of death like Santa Muerte. Society must appease the deity to keep it away, like the dragon in St. George legend. Feed it children and it will stay at arm's length. Hopefully by now you see how this is the opposite of Christianity. In Christianity, God dies as man, that is, Jesus Christ, who is God, dies for you and me, and then he gives us the grace to live forever. But notice this, he never coerces us to accept his love. On the other hand, Satan wants, in Satanism, for man to sacrifice to demons of death. And then what happens? Well, we all know this deal with the devil always backfires. And this is why the lockdowns, because of suicide and overdoses, plus this injection, have most certainly led to more deaths than the virus itself. But the tremendous underreporting of adverse effects of that jab and the tremendous overreporting of deaths due to a virus with a 99.92% survival rate have not all been calculated. But there's no way that the latter number comes close to the suicides and overdoses following the lockdown. Do you now see how we can be sure that it is Christ who sets man free and it's demons who always want to enslave man? So which one of these oligarchs at the World Economic Forum following? Well, it's not my job to judge their souls, but we need only ask, are they using freedom or coercion? Wisdom 14.12 reads, For the beginning of fornication is the devising of idols, and the invention of them is the corruption of life. It's Wisdom 14.12. So notice that idolatry also explains to the Christian why this jab had to be made with cells of aborted babies, because if it is diabolical idolatry promising a long life to the people who took it, well, it had to be linked to fornication, which, by the way, is the basis of abortion. But if bad medicine doesn't make any sense, then it's got to be bad religion. Because no solid medicine was ever quoted as by the mainstream media over the past two years. It was all lies, all smoke, all mirrors. You may have seen that meme of the Aztecs ripping a heart out of a nearby tribesman. And the meme reads, Are you sure this will bring rain? Shut up and listen to the experts. Let me read you one more time that text from my friend I got about a year ago. I've been thinking perhaps Corona is just worship of death like Santa Muerte. Society must appease the deity to keep it away like the dragon in St. George legend. Feed it children and it will stay at arm's length. Okay, does it ever work? No, not only does it not work, but just like sacrificing babies to Moloch, the very thing you sacrifice to will be that which takes your life. If you think this is an exaggeration from just a priest trying to put religion into science, Look at what the United States National Institute of Health just predicted as the leading causes of death for 2030. The NIH says, The three leading causes of burden of disease in 2030 are projected to include HIV and AIDS, unipolar depressive disorders, and ischemic heart disease in the baseline pessimistic scenarios. Now, if all of those sound like deaths from, say, uh, boosters and lockdowns, 
not from viruses. Well, now you can see how health has become modern man's God, and ironically, he's getting sicker and sicker through worshiping to it. Occasionally, the mainstream media will let this sneak out, as you can see in this Australian news clip. really wanted for Christmas was a local vaccine, but... The University of Queensland vaccine um, will not be able to proceed. 50 million planned doses scrapped after triggering false positive results for HIV. As in science, things don't always go right. It's certainly a tough day for the, for the team. The UQ vaccine applied a molecular clamp closing the coronavirus spikes using an HIV protein which falsely triggered infection markers. When your immune system is trashed, it is often a simple cold that can finally sink you. In 2020 or 2021, many people missed that Dr. Jacob Wes Ulm, MD, PhD, a, a geneticist published in the British Medical Journal, he wrote a nearly forgotten comment in Science Magazine. It goes like this, quote, since the mRNA vaccines would include SARS-CoV-2 viral spike protein expression, that seems to mean that people who get the mRNA vaccines are going to have a much greater range of cells and tissues vulnerable to cytotoxic attack since they'd be expressing a spike protein on MHC I molecules. While this may prove to be more immunostimulatory, it also seems to indicate that the mRNA vaccines pose a much greater greater risk of systematic and critical tissue and organ damage than other vaccines, especially if multiple booster shots are needed with side effects that may not manifest for years with cumulative damage and chronic inflammation, end quote. Again, he wrote that in 2020 or 2021, long before people were taking these boosters. So we don't know why all these people who have had the jab are now testing positive for HIV, but even the mainstream media is occasionally letting it out that somehow their immune systems are changing. Even if they say these are false positives, something is happening in their immune systems. So I hope you can see by now that even if you're not religious, anytime coercion is used in medicine or pharmacology, it seems to indicate not only control, but also population control. Because atheist Marxists, inspired by Satanism, by the way, can never build back better, their only job is to destroy and to blind us to that. And to blind us to their control, they must have us constantly live in fear. Here is a secular, not a religious poll of 4,411 people. They were asked the question, how worried are you about getting sick from COVID-19 within the next year? This was done in January of 2022. Notice at the top left, only 14% of the unvaccinated are very worried about getting COVID in the next year. On the other hand, at the bottom left, 22% of those who've had the booster are still despite the vaccines and boosters they've had. 22% are still very worried about getting sick from COVID-19 in the next year. So not only does that tell us that the jab doesn't work, it also tells us these people are kept under control of the government via fear, not health freedom. We Catholics believe and know that death doesn't bring death, but it is our birth to eternal life. It's our birth to the better life, the heavenly country. So for the true Christian, it's absolutely impossible to be held in slavery by a fear of death, as Hebrews 2 says, because we know that Christ has conquered death and brought us eternal life by dying on the cross for us. But even if you're not there yet as a Christian, you can start by rejecting all these idols of bad medicine that only leads to death. At least by now, in 2022, you should be able to fully reject all these idols of man promising life. Why? Because we now have proof that these medical idols have caused probably more death, at least when combined with the lockdowns, suicides, overdoses, 
than the virus itself that carried a 99.92% survival rate. For the beginning of fornication is the devising of idols, and the invention of them is the corruption of life. Wisdom 14.12 On the other hand, we know from 1 John 4.18 that there is no fear in love. The perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he loved us first. One more scripture verse for you. Proverbs 14.22 says, Do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. Notice that first part. Those who plot evil go astray. I believe that already the bad guys of the lockdowns are getting caught even before we get to the general judgment of Christ returning in glory at the end of time. Even before the end of time, maybe health freedom will arrive when, unfortunately, the immune systems of everyone who's had these boosters finally fails and they realize that the good guys that they called conspiracy theorists were not their enemies, but very much their friends who wanted them to live. Or perhaps things will go bad for all of us who do not believe the mainstream media on climate change and boosters and whoever knows what's happening behind the scenes on Russia and Ukraine. Perhaps we're all going to get hauled off to the gulags for not following groupthink, for not accepting coercion, coercion of governments. Well, if that happens, we look to the Christians who continue to suffer under the communists in China. For Catholic Christians in China, they had a very specific prayer that I'm going to leave you with today. Chinese Catholics prayed the following prayer every day, and those who survived the mock trials of the communists attributed their release to the power of this prayer prayed daily. Oh my God, I fear only my fear. It could make me abandon you. Oh my God, I fear only my fear. It could make me lose my courage before the end. Oh my God, do not forget me in your glory, but give me your love and the strength to give my life for you. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, of you I ask a perfect love for Jesus Christ.